since connecting with her about a year ago on LinkedIn, Nicole Glenn has been a woman in logistics that I've looked up to. So it was wonderful to finally get her on a recent episode of Cyberly where we got to dive into a few different things, how the trucking industry sucked her in when she was just 18 years old and hasn't left since, founding her company Candor Expedite and ultimately thriving during COVID by shifting company gears, her passion for marketing and working to build other women up by launching the group Ladies Leadership Coalition, which I'm super proud to be a panelist alongside Nicole. It was super impactful to learn from such an industry veteran like Nicole is in just a short period of her career. So I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Owner of Candor Expedite and founder of Ladies Leadership Coalition. Welcome in, Nicole. Hi. We're happy to have you. And now I, I was I was I was creeping on your LinkedIn yesterday and I knew you've been in trucking for a while, but I didn't know that you've been in trucking since you were 18 years old. How, yeah, what, baby. when did that, <laughs> seriously, a baby? Yeah. Cause I think a lot yeah. of us sort of dive in, you know, through family or, or, you know, an educational role. You, you got into the industry at 18. Did you know that early on that this was going to be an industry that you were going to stick with? Oh no. I worked at a position. I think it was I think it was probably three years and I decided that I was going to take a break. That did not happen. I was immediately, my next job was just plucking me out from one trans job to the other. So, I mean, it it just became a thing of what I love, you know, the chaos. You get used to that. I think when we get uh, in the mindset of being busy all day, every day, I think anything else would be boring. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I come from a serving background, so I, I definitely empathize with that. Now, working with a transportation company, you eventually decided to open up your own company, Candor Expedite. What was sort of that light bulb moment that led you to say that I want to start my own company? Well, it was really, it was a buildup. You know, there was a lot of things that I had to do. I don't think it was just this instant moment where I said, yes, today, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, I ended up running a company for someone else and falling in love with that concept. And so I went and worked for another uh, company again and was asked to build another brokerage. And so I started to, and then I'm like, why, why am I doing this for someone else? (laughs) And so then I thought it was time to take that leap and did it like hesitantly. It wasn't one of those where I'm like, yeah, let's go. It was like, oh, I'm doing this and I did just it. like tiptoeing slowly in before you, you, you dive fully in now. Now you've been yep. in business for a while and, and obviously 2020 was a challenging year for a lot of different industries, a lot of different companies. How did your company fare during 2020? Was there any specific area that you really won or a, a specific area that you, that you thought you would do better at? Well, it was really the PPE stuff took over. So we started doing a lot of hand sanitizer, um, a lot of breathing machines that were going into hospitals, mm-hmm. a lot of equipment to service the essential worker. And that really took over everything we were doing because we do a lot of trade show, a lot of specialty events. And so all of that work went away. All of our automotive stuff had stopped. Everything kind of just except those specialty uh, needs for the PPE stuff and, and the medical field. And that just really took off there um, and and let us keep going to where where we were currently status quo. So we didn't have a downturn and we didn't have an uptick right away. Uh, But then some of our other clients, like the automotive side started coming back on Hmm. and then it just started booming after that. So 
I don't think we really had a bad experience with COVID at all, um, except that it just brought us all out of the work in the office every day mindset. That was hmm. that was a change, but since we were already we already had uh, opened another location, it allowed us to just utilize the technology that we had permanently. So we had to do it all day, every day, instead of just nights and weekends. So we were lucky. We were very lucky. And so has those, I guess the percentage of, of those different commodities, have those sort of remained largely the same for most of this year too? Or do you find that maybe hotels are starting to pick up a little bit more, the event space are starting to pick up more versus like the PPE type materials? Yeah, the PPE really did go away for us. I mean, hmm. there's really not a need for masks like they were. I mean, we were doing a ton of masks. And so all of that has transitioned out, obviously, and it's just gone back to our, our regular commodities and obviously new customers with capacity being so tight. Um, they're, they're doing some different things with their transportation and identifying opportunities in, this, in their supply chain to stop utilizing tractor trailer and put things on straight truck. So that's the one thing that I think a lot of our new clients were not doing that they're starting to really look at is instead of shipping one to five skids in a, in a trailer, they used to say, Hey, you know, Hey, normal carrier or broker, please just take this. Um, there there's other options. And so that's opened the floodgates for a lot of new opportunities for our customers. Mm. That's mm-hmm. amazing to hear that. And it's good to know that, that your business is, was able to, to pivot pretty quickly. And then it, you know, that pivot didn't ultimately damage your brand in the long run. Now, I I first heard about you and your company really on LinkedIn. And I think that that's sort of a shining example of how networking can happen on social media, especially within the logistics community and especially on LinkedIn. Do you have, was it a similar experience for you on LinkedIn? And do you have sort of a a moment on social media that you said, wow, there's really some power in these platforms? There definitely. So during COVID, when we were all locked down, um, I started utilizing my extra time, you know, of normal, the normal pop-ins and people just stopping in my office. It, it allowed a lot more time for me to get on the social media networks and start building up that network and, and hosting conversations. And that's where it was different than it had been for me before. Um, starting to actually be a little bit more vulnerable in the, the ownership spot. Um, asking people where I or telling people where I was, what I was trying to accomplish. And so I established some great mentors uh, during this time that was that little push I needed, you know, the the people that were like, hey, go hire a bunch of people. Hey, go try this. And I listened uh, within reason on some things and and started applying. So it was an amazing year for me with that. I mean, I think that's a huge game changer. Uh, for me and our company going forward. Now, from sitting back over here, you're the type of woman that just exudes confidence and grace, but you're also, just as to to what you just said, you've been more vulnerable and, and you openly talk about, you know, sort of mental health and the importance of that. How do you sort of balance having, you know, sort of the, the, the confidence in front of other people, but then also the, the challenging nature that, that comes with, you know, the, the sort of mental, I, I, I guess I'm trying to say is the, the, the mental hardships that we sort of run through whenever you're going through COVID and you're going through family challenges. How do you sort of balance the mental health aspect with having, you know, such a strong sort of confidence and grace that I see uh, constantly? Well, thank you. That's like so nice of you to say. Um, it's really that vulnerable piece. 
So there are things that I'm obviously very confident on, and that's running my business, doing the day-to-day work, lead, you know, leading my clients, leading my team. But, you know, I'm, I'm in this constant stage of learning. And I think that's what a lot of business owners and management leaders need to understand and say to their people. Um, I'm only, I only know what I know. And so I'm willing to try different things. And that opens up a whole different uh, set of discussions with your team, your, your executives, your leaders, because they know that you're willing to listen. Um, you're never going to be fearless. I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that are fearless and just dive in and take a risk. But I like to be a little bit calculated and have a strategic concept behind what we're doing now. And so with that and, and saying, you know, this is what I know, this is what we're going to try, or this is what I'm hearing, or this is what I'm learning, and we're going to see how this works and apply this, I want your feedback. And I think from having that confidence, vulnerable, wow, I can't say the word, Blythe, you can maybe help me. I, I, I just messed it up too. No worries. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that vulnerable, uh, vulnerability. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I think having that just mix, people know that they're able to to talk to you, and I'm able to talk to them, and it's a conversation. And everyone has their best interest in in moving things forward. So when you have a team that you know has that mindset, and you also give them hopefully that balance to talk to you and have that mental health state state you know flowing in the day to day. It just creates a really good soup for everybody, you know, and everyone's gelling in that soup. Um, And so I I love that idea. And I think this is from past leaders that I've had. um, They would tell me things. So I I knew that starting a company and doing all this could be a very lonely venture. And at times it is. But I'm really fortunate to have good people to talk to, like Christy Knitchell. She's awesome. Um, And working with other business leaders that are going through the same same things, or they did. And they're like, aha, I've already had that. And here's how I combat that. Or here's how I approach that. So it's good just being well-rounded with people. I love that because it's it's one of those, uh, I guess, positions that you, you always see the wins on social media. You never necessarily see people being vulnerable and sharing the losses that that has been shifting. I think 2020 what was a, a, a big moment for a lot of people to shift that mindset. I'm, o- I'm not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to talk about those different challenges. And I'm sure that it helps with empathy with your coworkers and, and knowing that, Hey, you know, she's, you know, so-and-so is going through a rough time right now. Um, they're still going to do their work, but at the same time, like maybe don't be so hard on them. Give them a couple days of a breather and then you can come back around. Now that that's obviously resonating. I think with a lot of your, your different employees, because you were one of three women nominated for women in trucking's distinguished women in, logistics award. First of all, give us a rundown of what the award is about. And then also tell us a little bit about that moment of when you found out that you were a finalist for it. Well, finding out that I was a finalist was amazing. It was even before that when um, there's a lady, her, her name's Taylor. She works for me, Taylor Lindsay. And she had found this award uh, or nomination capability. And she went out to people and asked for letters. And uh, after she applied, she sent me the letters of who had written, you know, these different, different things about me. And that was the most moving thing that I think I've ever had happen to me. Oh, where wow. It's people that, that is so nice. I know either that I'm leading or people that I've mentored or 
people that I just have great relationships with. Um, she, you know, she gathered all of this and brought it to me. And so you don't realize, you know, the, the impact that you have on people sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. that was a moment that really caught me off guard and, uh, made me truly happy. But then when I actually was announced, um, as, as a finalist, I couldn't believe it because there's so many awesome women in this space. There's so many women that are giving all, whether that's leadership, ownership. And so to be acknowledged was like, Oh, holy cow. I I can't believe it. It was, it was awesome. So then you saw the picture that you just showed of when it arrived and it was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I actually have this award sitting here. This is crazy. And what can we teach other people to do women Mm -hmm. to do? And what can we all do together? It just made my mind immediately go with our LLC uh, concept of, can we inspire other women to want to do these things? And, and some women who are humble that don't even realize it's out there. Can we get to the people who can nominate these individuals mm-hmm. and shine light on them? Because it's just a really cool thing uh, to have happen. I, I, I love that. That What a great story. And what a great employee with Taylor. She's a rock star for, for even doing that. that. That's amazing. We need more tailors in the world. And and so that, that leads me actually to my next question, because as if you don't have enough on your plate, you decided to take on the challenge of starting a new show and group the Ladies Leadership Coalition. I have a pretty good idea of, of why this was started and, and what you hope to achieve. But for the folks who may not know about this show, tell us a little bit about it. Well, this show is really designed to help other women in business. Um, even though each one of these individuals is in the transportation space, we all come from different backgrounds. We have all are in different spots in our careers and trying to accomplish different things. But yet, you see a lot of similarities, you know, you hear a lot of the same uh, journeys that we've all gone on and learning from each other. You know, I, I've already, I talk about Chrissy Knitchell all the time. Um, She's someone who's just, you know, walked me through different concepts. And and so we would have these like little mini phone call uh, mentoring sessions. And one day I said to her, I'm like, we need to put this out there. We need to put this to women uh, who are trying to take these next steps in their careers or their businesses and share this and get an understanding of what other women need. Because like I said, we're all in different spots in our journey. So we're trying to just shine light on different topics and hopefully it resonates with, with different people who are in different stages to propel them into their careers. So we're only on our, I think we're having our fourth show um, at the end of this month, we've been doing some mini-sodes too. We have another one coming out on the uh, 17th. Um, but what we're, we're trying to do again is just help other women and, and give back. And what we talked about earlier, even in this segment, Blythe, was this past year on, on what I've been able to learn in such a short period of time from just outstanding people. It's like, what could we do if um, we could we could get that out there to just so many people? And there's really no other platform of women in logistics out there right now or owners. You know, I don't know if I've seen, I know there's a lot of shows that happen without my knowledge, but I haven't seen one that's all business owners uh, coming together, trying to help others. So it's female Very and true. business owners. Yeah. Very true. And and I know that especially, you know, we just touched on like mental health and, and other topics within the industry that don't get talked about enough. What are some of those taboo topics that you think should be talked about more? And do you have plans to talk about those on you know future shows for LLC? 
Yeah, we definitely do. So even what you had just said with the failures, you know, we even talked about that in one of our shows already. It's talking about the hardships. It's talking about what do I do here? And like we had said, social media is designed to be all the wins and the trophies, but there's so much more to running companies or having a career or even having a personal life that is beyond all of these wonderful picture moments that we want to uncover and and hear people's stories and let other people know that if they're going through something similar, they're not alone. There's answers, there's resources. And so I don't know what all of those topics are going to be yet because we're really trying to get our audience to tell us more about what they want to hear. You know, what questions do they have? Where are they at in their careers that, you know, this group of women can really help them um, with an impact on, their, on where they stand today and where they can go in the future. Love it. Highly encourage. Not just because I'm, I'm one of the panelists too, but highly encourage any woman out there and just people in general to digest this show because it's really a lot of impactful, insightful stuff that you're going to hear from it. Now, in addition to, to running a business and running a show, you're also, you call yourself a marketing fanatic. What are some of areas of, of marketing that you love? And then what are some areas that you want to be better at? Well, I love the image part of stuff. So I love creating image. I've built a, a website for a past customer. I built our website. We're, we're relaunching another website that I am not building, but um, I just get lost in the idea of putting putting your fingerprints all over who you are. I feel like your your company and your brand should really scream what you're what you're doing internally and have that as an extroverted concept of of getting out to people to the masses of of who you are in this you know, one or two page website. Um, but then also our, our social media and our, uh, posts that we're putting out there, you know, I, I love all of those things, but the content side of things, you know, the, the writing side, I guess you could say is where I'd really like to learn and dive in further into even just some imaging. You know, I'm, uh, one of my vision on my vision board this year is to sign up for some, some marketing classes. And now that I live in Dallas and, things are opening back up. I'm sure that there's some great schools that I could attend to, to just get some other knowledge. You know, I've never worked at a marketing firm. Um, it was my minor in college, but I feel like there's still so much to learn and video and commercials. And I mean, I can keep going on, but I get lost in it. I could like, right. if I'm designing something, I can get lost in it and sit there for two hours and think it's been 10 minutes. I just, love right. It. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things that it traps you and it, and it holds on tight to you and you can't really ever escape it. I think it's much like logistics too, where you, you're just, you're trapped in the end. There's no escaping. You might think you can leave for a little bit, but you're all, you'll always be back. Well, you know what I love about it, Blythe though, is like we're in logistics. So we're only as good as our last shipment, right? So mm. you can move a thousand shipments for a client, something goes wrong and you could potentially lose that client. So you deliver and you move on to the next and you really have no finished body of work to look at and step back and go, look, I made that. And so the marketing side of things, even if it's a past website or it's a past blog, you know, whatever it is, in the, it's still something that just sits there and you made it and it's a finished product. So it's, it's my dorky, you know, look what I did. <laughs> I, I love it because I still have websites that I haven't published to in years, but I am not getting rid of them because that's something that I did during a, a certain time of my life. And I want to keep it as a, as a memento, a digital memento, I guess you could say. Right. 
Yeah. All right, Nicole, we only got a couple minutes left. What do you have planned for the rest of this year and where can people follow more of your work? Ooh, this year we are really diving into the strategy plan of what we want to do. So there's so many opportunities out in the logistics side of things right now. It's capacity is crazy. E-commerce is blowing up. Um, so we're really trying to uh, dive into finishing up our application that we built. So if you ask me, I will tell you a thousand different things that I'd like to finish <laughs> by the end of this year. Um, but it's it's really just developing that strategy of what's next. So hmm. we got our uh, authority to become an asset-based company. So that officially came through and now it's the tying everything up and putting the assets under it. So I'm excited for the rest of this year to see what, how, how candor finishes. Absolutely. And where can folks follow along that, that candor journey and your journey as well? Well, we are all over LinkedIn as uh, we talked about on our company page. Um, Our website is just candorexp.com. Um, or people can just send messages and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very, very active and always welcoming great connections. Perfect. Well, well thank you so much, Nicole. And, and hopefully folks will tune in to the next episode of the Ladies Leadership Coalition. You can go on LinkedIn and register for that. And we'll also link to it in the show notes so folks can have that, that easy access. Thank you again, Nicole. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, and I think you'll love another show I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here live on Freight Waves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you found in the show notes or again over on my digitaldispatch.io website. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust that folks like yourself will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Brumleven. I will see you real soon.